What's up, everybody, and welcome into this week's episode of From Here, It's Potable. Um, this week's going to be a little different. Uh, it's just going to be Hunter, and he's going to be joined by Chris Level. My wife and I had a baby on Saturday, so I took the week off, but um, those two get into all kinds of different topics uh, in this conversation, and, and it's really good stuff. Um, so uh, enjoy that, and uh, hopefully I'll be back next week. So here we go. Hey, before we get to the podcast, uh, I just want to do make sure I shout out our sponsor, uh, Prime Residential Mortgage Incorporated. Um, they are the Lending with Passion division of Primary Residential Mortgage Inc. Uh, whether you're buying, refinancing, or taking cash out of your home, PRMI can help. Rates are still near all-time lows, and our mortgage experts uh, can help find the best mortgage solution for you. Uh, they can help you with purchasing your dream home, an investment property, a vacation home, whatever you need, they can help you with. Um, they have locations all over the state of Texas, but they complete the entire process uh, online, and it's easy, um, and, and they just love working with fellow Red Raiders. Um, they can be reached at Raider at primeres.com, through the website uh, at www.lendingwithpassion.com, or by phone at 214-736-9466. Uh, so get in touch with them for, for any of your needs for anything like that. Chris Level and Hunter Davidson here. We are talking some Red Raider sports with you. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by, what do, you, what do you guys call this thing? From here, it's potable. Is that right? That, I believe that's right. Yep. Okay, there you go. Sponsored by PRMI. Go see Jim Mitzel uh, and, and those folks there. I think the, uh, the link is below the player here on this uh, lovely recording. So... Uh, not a better time to, to refinance your house or, you know, that's your, your everybody's biggest asset. And so take advantage of uh, those low interest rates right now from Mr. Mitzel. And so, first of all, Hunter, good summer so far? Yeah, pretty good. How about okay. you? Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I, I, I've spent a lot of time at the, uh, the Womble this week, actually, um, because uh, Mark Adams basketball camp going on right now. So it's been it's been kind of fun. Saw, so, let's see here. It, it was like a stretch four convention uh, the other day when I walked in because I think I ran into the following guys within about ten or fifteen minutes of each other: T.J. Holyfield, Aaron Ross, oh. Zach Smith, Tariq Owens. Oh wow! Uh, let's see. I, Justin Gray was there as well. Jay Jackson, former Tech uh, stud, uh, there as well. And a lot of those guys so involved, all working. The- yeah, most of them are working a camp where they have somebody there. I think Jay Jackson's kid actually maybe uh, at the camp playing and everything like that. But uh, so Justin Gray had a whistle on. He was referee and Tariq was was bringing in snacks and all that. I actually walked into the training room because one of my son's teammates had dinged his ankle up and Tariq Owens just happens to be there. The trainer was like, you know, your ankle injury isn't as bad as his was. And it just, it's funny. Yeah. He's like, Tariq's like, if my ankle looked like that, we'd have won a national championship. Anyway, just, uh, just made me laugh, but it's fun to be around those guys. Spent a lot of time talking to Darby rich 
uh, the strength coach, about a half hour visiting with yeah. him. Big fan of, of of him and where he's been, and I think that was a huge asset there. So anyway, that's kind of what my week has has, has been looking like. What would you think the biggest difference would be between Darby Rich and the and what we had before? Get, you know, program? I don't know if Coach Rich will be like as um, uh, as much of a face of the program like John was when I think Chris wanted him to be like that and kind of outspoken. Dar- Darby's not. He, he's. I think he's early. He's got kids that are seven and nine years old. He's not that old. But he. I mean, you think about Dallas Cowboys. Oklahoma. I mean, he's telling me stories about Adrian Peterson back in the day. Uh, he's been at A&M and, you know, it, it was funny because he, he was talking about A&M and he's like, we just didn't ever had a chance to succeed there because it's a football school. He goes, it doesn't matter how good you are at basketball. They just don't care. Yeah. And, and uh, then he obviously was at, was at a basketball factory in Memphis. I think though that he clearly has been around some elite dudes over the years and he he's very involved in the recruiting aspect and he he also knows that this program needs to be a developmental program i.e we're never going to get like all the all the best guys but he he knows his job is to to get them better once you get them and and so i think the fact that he kind of understands where he's at if that makes sense is big uh but yeah he's very well respected and he's got a lot of uh, nice pieces to work with right out of the gate uh, for sure. Yeah. He did tell and me was- K- KJ Allen's already lost about 15 pounds since he got here. Good. So, yeah. So, yeah. I saw pictures of him. He looked lighter in some of the, in the sand pit. It looked like they were spending some time there. And, and my question was, I'm like, okay, you have the unique experience of walking into a brand new weight room that you had nothing to do with designing. I'm like, would you have done it differently? And he's like, somewhat, but not, not, not anything too major on the uh on on the redesign or anything like that you know i mean he he's he's able to work with everything and and all that so i thought that was kind of fascinating because you just think about him from that standpoint he's like walking it because those guys all like to set things up kind of how they want it and uh but that that was uh that was something that we we talked about for a bit but i think he he likes the situation where he's at for sure and where our guys i'm trying to think like um this year, this time last year, were our guys working with the strength program or, or because of COVID? I mean, was it all like paused? <laughs> um, of course they were working with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Wink, wink. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember what was, yeah, there, there were no days off last year. I mean, that's, yeah, that's just how it goes. There were no days off last year. Yeah. Um, so I don't remember what, what the actual, what was allowed to be done. I know they had the arena locked up and I can't remember what was going on or maybe the facilities you weren't allowed to use, but you were allowed to go use someone. I don't remember, but yeah, there, I, I watched them uh, practice several times last summer, you know, I mean, and, and do some different things. I never went and watched a weight room workout or anything like that, but yeah, that, that was all still happening. I think. Yes. Cool. Well, sounds like we got some football commitments here lately. Yeah, it is good. Um, Much needed. I think this is the beginning of the happy medium here with uh, the the high school developmental guys from a football standpoint. And you're still trying to finish out your your class from last year with, you know, maybe need an offensive lineman. I think there's an Auburn transfer that's set to visit this weekend from a receiver standpoint. 
he would be a younger piece, but you know, so it's, it's, it's a lot of moving parts here on trying to put this thing together. Yeah. And so we got, you would think it'd be receiver defensive line best available for the last three spots or, or however many spots there are. I think, I think offensive line may be at the top of the list, especially now here, here's the caveats offensive line interior guy that is got like say two to three years left to play don't want a one-year guy uh want, want a guy that could maybe step in as a starter on the interior say a year from now that that's what you're that's what you're looking for i do think i do think you would you would that there's some best available spots there left and i think you know you would take a linebacker if they they had several years left to play, you know you don't want a one or two year guy. You want a guy that's got three or four. If and again, these are all, you know, this is what we want. If we can find it, if we don't find it, then you know maybe something yeah. else emerges. So, it, yeah, that'll be interesting to see how late that goes on. You know, if it's like the week of fall starting. Well, it's, it's like Tyree Wilson and Colin Schooler yeah. last year. I mean, that was well into August. I will tell you too that the the deadline of July the first is a big day because that's the last day that anybody. And I don't know exactly the time of day if it's when the clock strikes midnight and it turns into July first, or if it's like five o'clock on July the first. I don't know, but that's the last prior to that deadline. Whenever that deadline is that's the last time you can enter the portal and still be available or eligible this season. Anybody that enters after that deadline, whenever that is, you know, you, they're, they're not eligible to play for you this year. So that's a bit tricky too. Cause you're watching your own roster as much as anything to make sure yeah. you don't lose anybody uh, at the last minute. That makes sense. Well, I've got some uh, rapid fire questions for you. If okay. you want to tackle them. Yeah, let's go. And you, I don't awesome. know if, you want to you want to treat it like spend some time or um, just shoot off the best you know the, the answer that pops into your head first whatever however you want to approach it okay uh, we'll we'll do the best we can with it so first one true or false Davion Warren scores more points per Big Twelve game than Kevin McCuller. <laughs> Whoo man that's a that's a real, that's a doozy that is a doozy I would say yes. Yeah, I would yeah. say I would say true. Uh, I I think you know if you look at the way their roster is right now. Now this could change. You know, next week if they add another piece or something, I think Davion Warren will be asked to handle a lot of the guard duties, specifically like point guard. I think he'll have the ball in his hands a lot. I think that's he's going to be one of their facilitators. Uh, you know, I don't. I think McCullers' game. What, what's so special about him is. Kevin ex excels in all aspects, but you're not going to ever go to him and ask him to score 25 points a game. You know, that's just not, yeah. he, he, you know, now there's going to be some games where he gets a lot of rebounds and some putbacks and, and score. Now I do think Kevin's going to score some points for you this year for sure. But yeah. I don't think, I think Davion Warren will have more opportunities. Yeah. That's what's fascinating to me about the team this year, as it is currently constructed, because make no mistake, Bryson Williams is your best player, period. And I bet I had four or five people over there tell me that same thing when I was over there this week. And I watched him, and he he holds a basketball like it's a raisin. I mean, he's got <laughs> enormous hands. Uh, but I, I Malik Wilson and Davion Warren are the two most interesting players to me with how this team will go because they are the two pieces that I think will be asked to handle the facilitating and, and all that. And I don't know how much Clarence is going to be involved or not involved there. Clarence could have a bigger role than any of us realize 
but I think Davion Warren and Malik Wilson are those two guys, but Davion Warren's clearly any, any, I, I kept thinking when I was reading it, six, six guy, he's a wing. No, he's a guard. He, he doesn't look like six, six. And what I mean by that is he looks like a guard in a six, five, six, six man's body. You know, he, he, yeah. he handles it, moves around and all that. So that's a good question. Next. I think I agree. Next one over under three and a half big 12 wins for tech football. You've had a losing record in the Big 12 for 11 years in a row, I believe it is. And so you've got to hit the over there to break that streak. And, geez. Well, you go four and five. Yeah, you can go four and five. Um, true. Um, oh, man. You know, odds are that's a no. But, I mean, you, you've got yeah. to do it. You've got to get to the four or five win mark. You just have to. Yep. No, no plan B I'll, I'll say, I'll say true or over, uh, if you will, it may be barely, uh, I think you're in a position to surprise some folks and I'm tired of having to say that cause you've got to go do it. We can talk about it all we want. I think your team has changed itself a lot since last season ended at quarterback and, and then some of the, 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 the pieces. And I think it's f- fascinating to me is because you've even somewhat, out-recruited some of the grad transfer type guys that you brought in here. I mean, Malik Dunlap, I think when they first got him, I think they thought this guy could come in and maybe start. Well, now he's clearly a backup now, uh, which is not a bad thing at all, but that's just kind of what, what you're, what you're dealing with. And that's and like the Kalen Geiger, that, that addition was huge because I think he changes the dynamic offensively for sure with the uncertainty of Eric Izukama to start the season. So I'm, I'm going to say over, it would be barely uh, just based on past history. Shuck just has to stay healthy and he has to be good for you. Bottom line. That's really the, the, all it comes down to. Okay. I'm going to go out of order since you said his name. Who plays more Big 12 snaps in Big 12 games? Or Reggie Pearson or Malik Dunlop? Um, oh, okay. So both have issues with health i guess i saw malik dunlap you know he's coming back from uh, i think it was shoulder surgery then reggie pearson's got this i guess it's concussion type stuff or something uh i do think you're a bit uh well you know you know you know what really this will come down to just to simplify who, who gets hurt ahead of them we're, we're just strictly guessing because yeah. both both of those guys are in line to be like the next tier or first type sub uh behind say eric monroe and muddy waters uh in in pearson's case you know that 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 group or or you know now with corner it's like you've you've got um you know demarcus fields and you you certainly got um rashad williams the the ucla transfer uh, I guess I'll say Dunlap. You know what? I'll just say Dunlap. I think so. I think that's where I'll go because I think KP will, will, will utilize more cover guys, and I just haven't seen enough of Pearson, so I'm, I'm kind of yeah. going off of the – but when healthy, Reggie Pearson's a dude. We saw that yeah. at Wisconsin. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Who connects with recruits more on a personal level, Aaron Hodges or Matt Clare? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm going to say Aaron Hodges because he doesn't have kids or any other responsibilities. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But Claire does does a pretty good job, though. Yeah. Okay. More likely to happen first. Tech football plays in Jerry World for a Big 12 ship or Cotton Bowl or 
Tech Hoops wins a share of the Big 12 regular season title. So you're just saying football has to play for it, and you're asking Tech Hoops to win it, win a share of it. Correct. Share. Correct. Yeah, I think you're much closer to the basketball part of that. You you will be with the transfer portal. I think football has got a, still a ways to go, and it's Oklahoma's league. Now, granted, if you're, if you're just saying – because right now you've got to crack the code to what you feel like is Oklahoma, Iowa State, and and Texas is always going to be a factor there at some level. And, you know, TCU kind of factors in, Oklahoma State always factors in. Whereas basketball, I feel like you're, you're much closer to that Baylor, Kansas, you know, tier. Yeah. You know, I think you have a better chance of doing that. Okay, you can add one of these guys to Texas football team, Kerry Hyder. Danny Amendola. Carrie Hyder. Okay. D- Danny, I, I love me some Danny Amendola, but man, I. Carrie Hyder has had one of the most impressive uh, careers because he was not a guy that you watched in college and you just thought he was a really good college player, but yeah. he has made a living in the NFL and he's going to get his. He's set. Yeah. And, and he's, he's, su- he's such a nice guy, you know? Um, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. You were about to say what? He's what? No, he's good. He was so good. Yeah, and Love. his motor. He's just he's just like he, it, and it's it's amazing to me. He hasn't like got a bigger contractor. He's kind of been somewhat of a journeyman, but all he does is bust his rear end wherever he's at. And he he's just like, you know, and I hate it that the Cowboys didn't keep a hold of him, you know, because I thought that that's exactly the kind of guy that they need, but still a bit undersized and all that. But I I'm taking – I just – that's what I always feel like what comes down to it for Texas Tech it has in the last 20 years is you never have enough off the edge. You never have enough up front on the defense or offensive lines. When you were at your best in 08, it was one of your best offensive lines, but they none of them ever got hurt. People yeah. forget about that. They were all healthy all the way through. Uh, they were all really good, but I just – I'll take that special player up front on the defensive line as, as good as Danny was. Yeah, my, when I take a carry hider, I had a friend. Uh, this might have been after the West Virginia game, 2012, and we beat him. I'm at bar PM. It's like two in the morning, <laughs> and I see my I see my buddy, and he's like staggering, wavering. It's been a long day, and I, he's you know intensely texting on his phone. So I go up to him, and I'm I'm gonna tell him, you know, you're gonna regret this text. Whoever, whatever girl you're you're sending this to, you're gonna regret it. I look, he is Facebook messaging Kerry Hyder. Telling him, I love you, man. You're the you dominated today. You're my favorite player. I'm like, okay, yeah, you're not gonna regret that. All right. I just anytime I think of Kerry, he's I think he's actually a Red Raider Sports subscriber. Uh, okay, That's next funny. one. Who finishes the year with more tackles for a loss? Rico or Colin Schooler? Tackles for loss. Um I'm gonna say Schooler because I think he's healthier right now. Rico's kind of coming back from an injury. And I think Schooler will be in a position knowing the scheme. Schooler's just got some Zach Thomas in him, man. He just knows where the ball is. He's a he's a magnet, and he's not the biggest, fastest guy, but he plays with with you know he he always has the right angle. He sniffs it out. He's very smart. Uh, but I'll I'll just by the slightest of edges, I'll give that to Colin Schooler. And I'm and, yeah, that may be the biggest recruiting job that you were able to do with your whole team with your current team, not anybody that you've added, that you were able to get him to come back for another year. Definitely. Most annoying professional sports fan base, Phoenix Suns or the Amarillo Sod Poodles? (laughs) 
this the hunter man you are on fire dude this is this is well done you know what i uh i didn't have an opinion about the phoenix suns until recently i've been uh sullied there uh so i'm, I'm gonna say that they hands down the the win it and four guy who was rewarded for for being violent and and you know and we we know a few suns fans or one in particular in our particular group that uh that are just obnoxious and act like they're you know the king of the hill even though they never won anything uh charles barkley took them to the finals that one time just the one time and they got they got pounded so yeah i i uh i'm really let's just be honest the nba playoffs right now for me are about two things rooting against trey young and against the phoenix suns end of sentence okay who has more all-purpose yards next year so Return, receiving, rushing, Taj Brooks or Xavier White? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, and who's the healthiest is the key. I, I would say Xavier White. I think he can do a few more things than Taj, who's strictly more of a running back. I think I think X, as they would call him, has got a, a little bit more versatility to him. But you're really good there uh, at, at running back. And – I think Sonny really wants to, to use Townsend quite a bit too and not just treat him like an afterthought, kind of like they, they treated him last year. Um, what was it? What was interesting to me is that, and he's a great guy and don't get this twisted. It's just awkward. This is the profession, but I spent a lot of time talking to David Yost at the Womble yesterday because his kid was, uh, was at the camp and we, we talked a little bit. I was like, Hey man, he, he, he had some NFL opportunities. He talked to Alabama and Saban about being and it just wow. whatever reason it wasn't something I guess he wanted to pursue um but I think he's looking at NFL training camp as a possibility to hop on board with somebody so we'll see but um but like David just never he wanted to play two running backs and just just Chad was never going to be that guy but I think Brooks is going to elevate we all obviously know what Sir Roderick is but I, I really like X's versatility man he, he's special Okay, you can add one tech, former Tech basketball player for this upcoming year. Alan Voskel, John Roberson. John Roberson. I love me some Voskel. Sharpshooter. Roberson was more – now, I would want him to not to, to, to not turn it over as much, but I, I think that's what this team – and, again, we talked about this earlier. Warren and Malik Wilson may have it – they may have it down. Roberson was a floor leader. He commanded the, he, he handled the ball. He, uh, and, and I think there wasn't near as much around him as there would be around him with this particular team, because really back then it was, it was mainly Singletary and wrote, you know, Dwayne Roberts back in the day. But, you know, uh, you know, man, that's a tough one too. Cause Voskel's shooting in, in his swagger. Yeah. that's hard to replace too. And, you know, I don't know who your knockdown guy is there, but you, you, you hit on two of the things that you, that those of us that don't know what this team's going to ultimately look like when it takes the floor, three point shooting. And just like, who, who's going to handle it the whole the time. Who's going to be the, the, the guy that at the end of the clock, uh, at, at the end of the game that kind of takes over. And I'm not really sure who that answer is, but I know Roberson can handle that. I know he could get to the free throw line, but boy, it sure is hard to pass up. But well, that's, that's a tough one, but I'd go probably Roberson just barely. Okay. Jim, right, Jim so Mitchell will be very disappointed in me because he and Voskel are big time buddies. I love <laughs> Voskel, the real yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah. I think he, he was very underrated. And Lovick was makes me by itself almost want to pick him. I think he scored like 40 points. Okay. Yeah. 
for these last ones, let's go rapid fire. Okay. Okay. First answer that pops in your head. Most likely tech football win TCU in Lubbock, West Virginia in Morgantown. TCU in Lubbock. Most likely tech basketball sweep UT or Kansas. UT. Who makes more three pointers this year? Shibuzo Agbo or Malik Wilson? Buzo. By the way, Buzo, I did not know this. He is not around this week. He's with the Nigerian. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, he is. He is there with the Nigerian like Olympic guys trying to make that team. There's some thought that there's no chance he will make it. But everybody around our program felt like great experience for him. And you won't find anybody that has anything bad to say about Buzo around that place. In fact, Darby Rich told me, the quicker that Buzo learns that he can't work out three times a day, the better off he'll be. How about that? So, like, uh, what, what he what he's saying what he's saying is he he's almost so hard at it he's not letting his body recover like it needs to. It's like two times, <laughs> you know, two two days a week. I mean, excuse me, two times a day <laughs> is better than three times a day in some cases. So, I just thought that was kind of fascinating because that's how hard that kid works. More receptions this year, Dalton Rigdon or McLean Mannix? Rigdon. At least one text message, just a true false, at least one text message exchange between you and Chris Beard over the next 12 calendar months. <laughs> yeah, the, the keyword, yeah, um, I, I'd probably say that's potentially true. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's been slow lately, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the future holds. <laughs> That's pick funny. One, pick one tech football gets the death penalty or your wife permanently gains 50 pounds. Yeah. I may say by the tech football. <laughs> 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 these are these are good man i love the you're, you're on fire this is good all right last one i think guarantee one to occur in your lifetime in your lifetime tech hoops make it back to the final four or tech football beat aggie in the cotton bowl i'd go final four. Ooh, yeah i would i'd go final four but that that's that's holy grail i mean that that's <laughs> just uh I mean, because that that's that's where you turn your program into like blue blood type stuff when you start making repeat. You know, if you make a second trip there, it kind of cements you for a long time. Is I mean, I, what, do I want to go see your football program go to Dallas and lose to A and M? Absolutely not. I don't. I don't deal with that many Aggies anymore, though. It's kind of out of sight, out of mind. You know, yeah. you you may, so maybe different <laughs> yeah. if if you if you are. But I don't. I don't. I don't. I deal with a lot more UT, a lot more Baylor and TCU. Um, you know, now if you told me tech football going to the, like the playoff, you know, yeah. or whatever, I, I would have picked that over the final four because I, I'm ready to crack that code and get this program back to, you know, like pushing, knocking on that door. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably go cotton bowl, but maybe, maybe just cause I think we could get to the final four without that, magical yes no answer yeah, yeah no i hear you Unlike, but anyways that's it well that's good stuff man i uh you, you, man if you if you could come up with some of those all the time you could make a living in uh, sports radio that's that's good stuff it make made, made me think uh and and all that but hunter appreciate the time my man and uh you got any parting parting thoughts any words no. did i screw up any of your answers no those are good i agreed on you, most all of them you would have gone vosco okay I'd have gone i think 
you you would have you would have taken down the Aggies. Uh, taking down the Aggies. I would. Yeah. I'm not. I don't have a wife, but I'm giving her 50 pounds. Uh, <laughs> now, I mean, you, is she allowed to work it off? <laughs> I said permanently. Oh, that's right. You did say permanently. Yeah. So that's uh. Woo. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's a tough one. I, I figure I might get in trouble with her if I'd have said the uh, said the other. So, but you yeah, know, she's listening. All right, man. I appreciate right. it. I right, be good, Hunter. Thanks for uh, spending some time with us. And uh, remember, link below the player PMRI. Uh, go see Jim Mitzel, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Mm -hmm.